We still have two more months before we say goodbye to this year. Is it too early to be ready to achieve new things? It is never too early to set goals for next year, especially if you haven't checked in on how you're coming along with this year's goals. All you need is some dedicated time and a notebook to make a huge difference in your next 12 months. Join us as we talk about planning next year like a boss. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. It's the Go Green Smoothie from Juice Nation, which is my next door neighbor. Non-alcoholic, unless you want to add some booze. So Juice Nation is a cold press juice company, and they have such delicious juices. Beet is my favorite, and I know that you think I'm crazy, but this one is mango, spinach, pineapple, and honey. Yeah, and it's really tasty, and I, you know, I love anything. I love a smoothie with some spinach in it, so that's that's good news. It makes me feel very ready to tackle anything and filled with energy. So I think I I think I like this this topic and this drink combined. Yeah, so you can drink this. You can drink this just straight up, non-alcoholic, or what else could you add, Jen? Well, we've got it either with gin or mezcal, and I just don't know how I feel with the mezcal. I'm a, I'm more of a gin with this one. How about you? Same. Same. Maybe we're just in a gin kind of mood today. I know that, for example, tequila is really good with a fruit, like a pineapple, but mezcal is kind of smoky, and so I really yeah. like the freshness of the juice to stand out. Yeah, me too. Um, but this one will make you feel great. You can go get that at Juice Nation anytime and, you know... Put your pocket booze in it, I guess. So Jen, why are we even talking about planning next year like a boss? I haven't even started thinking about Christmas yet. Because here's the deal. You know full well when you're doing client projects or when I'm doing client projects, you need prep time in order to get it right and on deadline. You need more time than you think you do to make a plan. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So see, here we are you're early November. The truth. We just have to plan. And I, I find... New Year's resolutions, planning for a year, et cetera, is, is false. And you, you, you can plan for a, a goal or, or anything, any time of year. But as a culture, we like to do this beginning of the year refresh. So I'm just saying, if we think about it now, we're all going to have a jump on it and be able to skate into 2022 with a nice list of things to do. Absolutely. Is that crazy? It's totally not crazy because here's the deal. And I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but so in 2019, my father had a stroke. Much of what uh, 2019 was about was getting him through, taking care of him, making sure he was good to go on the other side. Uh, He's doing great. 2020, we then had a pandemic. And so between those two years, I ate all my feelings. I (laughs) took my eye off the ball more than once. And so I declared 2021 as the year of me where I would take more professional development than normal. I'm in a nutrition and wellness class on a weekly basis. I, and I'm making huge strides. I'm actually achieving more goals this year than I have in the last two, two years combined. And I'm really proud of where I'm going and I don't want to lose my momentum. Um, so I have another class that I'm signing up for, um, that starts just next month and I'm ready to keep going. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you've done a great job this year of, of hitting those marks and doing those things you said you were going to do. So I have seen it. So it's definitely working. 
good work. And, and here's the thing you don't want to do, right. Is, um, get close to achieving a goal and not have the next goal post in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So people who, when you're really driven and you've, you've had a bang up year like this, the last thing you want to do is, is not have your plan for the next step in place. Cause you might lose some momentum, which we don't want to do. Yeah, actually I have a couple friends who are marathoners. That's not who I am. Uh, and those are not my priorities, but both of my friends that are distance runners have said, you always have to know what your next race is because if when you're done with mar- that marathon, it's really easy to say, "Oh, good, I'm taking a break from training." But you might give yourself a few weeks of grace. But you have to know what your next race is, and so I feel like goal setting is a lot like that too. Oh, I do too. Well, it's this might be a point we're going to talk about later, but it's the the difference between writing a strategic plan. Right in the end, we're going to have X, Y, and Z, and thinking of it in terms of strategic doing. Like I know where I want to get to, but I need to I need to figure out those intermediate steps and the steps might need to change over the course of time. And I might take the first two steps and then steps number three, four, and five become clear, but you, you need to know what your next step is. And, and you can't just write some amorphous plan and, and magically think you're going to get to the end without all the parts in between. Yeah. And for, and for people, for those listeners who are business owners, it's the difference between working on your business versus working in your business. And for those of you that are not entrepreneurs, that are entrepreneurial spirits inside of your organizations, it's the difference than doing your job versus really working on your career path and understanding how you're developing as a professional. And so I see those two things as pretty similar. Um, It just depends on what your job function is. Um, But you're right. I think uh, being prepared is the key to success. You said that you have to articulate what's important to you. And you're right. We, if we don't start now, we're going to lose our momentum. Well, the funniest thing at work, I'm, I'm very impatient and, and I like to think that we can magic something done overnight. And, um, (laughs) the, the planners in our office look at me like I'm crazy when I think I'm going to rush a process. And when I think that there's a way to short circuit it or skip to the end or rush through, it never works as well as when you follow your process and give things time to do what they need to do. Give you, and that part of that is giving your brain time to think. Part of that is coming up with innovative solutions rather than just the first thing that floats to the top. And if that's how we treat all of our client work, why would we not treat our own self-development or business development or family development the same way? You mean do as I say, not as I do? It's something like that. <laughs> um, no, I absolutely, I agree. How do you approach goal setting? I know there's lots of different models and proven theories. How do you approach goal setting? Honestly, I don't have one model. I, I feel like a lot of that is intuition-based. What do I need right now? What do I see right now? Of course, I like to write down all of the things and choose everything that I want a slight change to. Then I look at that and try to categorize and prioritize. What I'm enamored with right now is the categorization. Um, And I think this year I'm going to get much more granular with it than I have been. You know, our goals were really big and painful in 20 and 21 with the move and um, rehabbing the building, all those things. But I think this year's uh, this year's theory is really looking at things granularly and specifically. So for example, rather than just saying my business goals are X, within business, 
what are my goals for my staff? What is, what is my goal for foundational security or my goal for what the bank account should look like? What are my goals for business development? What are my goals for facilities? What are my goals for hardware? So if you look at each of those categories, rather than, I mean, it's almost like going down your PL, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at all of those categories and think, what could my goal be in this category? I think that that's very interesting. And that's been keeping me quite busy. What about you? I, I have a, an, an organization chart that I developed years ago and it's across, across the top. It is 12 months. And then down the side, it is all of those categories. And it's, what am I doing to further the thing in every category every month and every year? What, what gets populated in those cells is different. Um, but I'm always, I, I know that always I'm going to look at my marketing strategy in October and I always know that I'm going to deal with assets in February. So there's some of those operational things that are annualized or biannualized, but, but then I actually populate them with what I want to see changed or what, maybe it's an HR manual change or, or whatever it is. And so I, I, I really look at those things. Like you mentioned facilities. I know there's something that I want to do but it probably won't be till next summer because of the price of, um, materials. So I, I kind of do it that way. And then I don't use smart goals in terms of using smart as an outline, but I think about it, whether I've been specific enough or whether I could measure it or what would it look like if it was successful. So I try to think about it in that way, but that's not the way it looks in my brain. Does that make sense? Yes. And what I'm also hearing you say is that you, you plot specific timelines for your goals. So what you're doing is you're not, you're sort of letting yourself off the hook by saying, I'm not going to do the facilities work until late summer, which gives you first quarter. Well, I know your quarters are different, but it gives you early in the calendar year to not have to think about X because you've placed X in a month late in the calendar year. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at things along a strict timeline continuum as well. Yeah. I'm, and I look at it in a linear way because if I look at just what my goals are all at the same time, it will overwhelm me and I'll freeze up and I won't make take two steps forward on anything. Rather, I'd like to know what do I need to be doing now so that the thing in four months from now has momentum? So mm-hmm. that helps me. And it's a visual, right? The table is a visual and I'm a very, I even printed out and it's color coded. So I'm a very visual person. So I do it that way. I don't even, I mean, it exists as a spreadsheet, but I don't interact with it on the spreadsheet. I really look at it on a piece of paper and I hang it up. So it's under my nose. So that's my so method. Then, let me ask you this. Do you do it all in one lump sum or do you have a rolling goal setting habit? Um, How often do you update said spreadsheet? I do a major, a major reset annually, but it does get updated as things pop up. I'll put stuff where it needs to go. So it doesn't move off a back burner and fall off. It's fascinating. You have a spreadsheet for your goals. Awesome. I didn't know. How did I not know this after all this time? I have a spreadsheet for my favorite recipes. Come on. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I I wonder if if you want to see an impressive spreadsheet. A mutual friend of ours who works on the podcast, who also enjoys a spreadsheet, has a spreadsheet for all of the books she wants to read and all the books she has read, and she has them color-coded against what genre they are, so there's a pie chart, so she's looking at the balance of what she's reading. But then also, she ranks her books 
in a column for how she felt about them. And then she compares them with the Goodreads ranking. Oh my goodness. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Creative people have spreadsheets too. That's right. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I do know who you're talking about. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm less of the spreadsheet person and more of the um, colored marker person. And um, putting in a nice little bound book and then revisiting on a daily basis and modifying in small ways over the course of time, sort of a, a daily attention to, um, am I where I should be right now? How should I change it? What can I do today to make sure that I'm getting closer to X, Y, or Z? So I, I guess I'm, I guess we, we treat goals the same way. I just don't do it with technology to assist. So maybe I'll try that. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And then talk to me a little bit about goals. Um, you said sometimes smart goals or smart ask, but measurable versus not so much or quantitative versus qualitative. How do you feel about that when it comes to goals? Yeah, no, I think both of, I think both of that, those types of measurements are equally valid because there are different parts of your life or your business or your relationships with your, um, your family or your coworkers that need to be more qualitative than quantitative. And, but then how would one know if we've gotten to success? Kind of like when you're talking with your clients about how do we know if the video was successful? Well, sometimes it is more qualitative than quantitative, but you can define what that looks like. How many likes or shares or how many, um, how many people followed up with you and really appreciated it or how, how did the, the needle move, which can be quantitative and qualitative. So, um, so yeah, I think both measurements of goals are, um, are valid. I think that more often measuring the milestones on getting to the goals can be qualitative because when you've achieved the goal, it should be pretty quantitative. I'm trying to think of, a, of an example that wouldn't be that. I think mm, it's interesting when, when you ask about an example, because I think some of them are very quantitative numbers, progress, data. But when it comes to human interaction, for example, which a lot of goals revolve around, I don't know if there's a quantifiable way to measure. Is there? You could observe how many people enjoyed a team building picnic by how many people said how fun it was. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but what you're measuring is qualitative. Efficacy, right? Well, I mean, you know, was that fun or was that not fun? And that's just, you need that answer to see if you would do it again. Or, well, that was a flop. That, that felt awkward. So we won't do that again. Did we accomplish that goal? The other thing I find interesting when it comes to goal setting, and I'm sort of enamored with this year, is that they are team efforts often. So I could set a goal for a staff member or a goal for staff behaviors, but I'm not the only one factoring into that goal. So there has to be some sort of buy-in or enrollment from the people who the goal affects, whether that be at home, your spouse, your children, et cetera, or in the office, your coworkers, your peers, in and out of your office. So at what point do you articulate your goals to the other people who they affect? Yeah. I mean, I, I could go back to my goal in health and wellness this year. And when I say it was the year of me, 
that's in the context of I spent 12 years mothering in a way that I didn't even put my, I didn't put myself as a priority, nor did I even have myself on the list. So you weren't even on the goal sheet. I wasn't even on the goal sheet. So, um, not that I'm not well, it's just, this was the year that I was really going to commit my time. And so, uh, my, my family knew that that was the year that I was going to commit my time and, and that changed their eating habits. What's in the house. Um, that means that mom leaves every morning at six forty-five and gets two miles in. That means, you know, that means certain things for the family, but they, all really understood for whatever reason that they were my cheerleaders and that in order for me to be successful, they needed to make space for this, these things to happen. So that's just one example that I can think of off the top of my head. But I think that um, you can do that with staff too, whether it's, hey, we have to hit these performance metrics. So what role do each of us play? And in my opinion, each of us is 100% responsible for the well-being of the organization. So what do we each need to do in order to achieve a certain goal? That's interesting. And I would add to those when, for example, when it comes to staff development, I have goals for my staff or I see places where they should grow or I see places where there are opportunities for us to develop their potential. And that's a conversation to have too. And and that's a little bit of a negotiation, right? I see that you could grow here, here, and here. I've seen that you have interest in this category over here. What do you think we can work on there? How can that happen? And so there's a little bit of that goal setting, I think, that is collaborative in that way. Because our, you know, like what you described with the, the year of Karen's health, which is fantastic, people were supporting you and being your cheerleaders, but it wasn't necessarily a collaborative goal. They, they had a hand in your success and your support, but then there are goals that, that, that are collaborative that you and your spouse would have, or you and a teammate would have about growing their department or how, how they contribute or the type of work they want to do. And so I think getting, thinking about goal setting with regard to who needs input into that process is a fun thing to do in November too. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, as you know, we made a, a short film together as a team and, and not all of us assumed our traditional roles. And we used it as a playground or a sandbox to kind of stretch where, what it was that we wanted to explore or try in the process of agreeing that this is the thing we're creating, right? And um, it continued because of the pandemic, its release has was stalled for so long, but it, it continues to be accepted into film festivals now. And our next insight that we write um, on our website is about like lessons learned, like what what did we learn and what did we discover in the process of making the short film together. So very collaborative goal setting. It's pretty fun. Do you have any collaborative goals in mind yet? Anything you would share, or are you still forming your next set of? It's still starry forming. eyes. It's still forming for sure, but, um, well, two things still forming for sure. We have our next short film that we want to film together. We know what that story is. So that's fun. We've been so busy this summer in a great way that we haven't been able to prioritize it, but it's still my hope to get that made. And then second, um, I have taken part of the collaborative goal is for everybody to shift a little bit and grow a little bit because I've been taking steps back. So whether it's been my creative director or my associate producer or, you know, my editors, everybody has kind of grown enough to allow to just kind of our, our systems are feeling so much more automated that I'm 
able to step back and do a lot more work on the business, which I'm, which is very satisfying work for me. And that points to something interesting about goal setting too, that I think we should touch on is the fact that there are, there are short-term and long-term goals. Mm -hmm. So that is a large arc that will be more than one year of process for you. Mm -hmm. So there is going to be- It already has been. Sure. And it will, and it will continue to be, and probably the end goal would be, I'm no longer necessary to be working in the business on a daily basis, but um, I have been replaced by somebody who is as talented and capable as me, if not more so, but, but we don't get there in a year or overnight. So in order to get to that larger goal, you have to systematically year by year, make some small progress. Mm -hmm. So some of that goal setting is very much about your long-term thinking and what this year needs to accomplish in order to get you to that long-term place. Yeah, absolutely. What are you, what's your collaborative goal? What do you think it will be? Oh gosh. You know, it's interesting because we just have so much opportunity. We have a really good staff right now. I think I've got a lot of talent on the staff that I'm really delighted to have on the staff. And in realizing that there are things that I can definitely step away from more so than before, um, which means that uh, a little bit more weight to carry for certain staff members. So that has to be a collaborative conversation and everybody has to be very clear about how that will work, um, which is delightful and necessary and absolutely part of our jobs as, as employers, right? And so I think what that allows though is a good career growth pattern for people in our organization. And that's hard with 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 smaller organizations like ours. And, you know, we talk about small business Render and Redhead are micro businesses. We're we're very small in, in the scheme of things, and finding that good career trajectory and growth in a small organization that isn't very vertical, I think, takes intention and thought. And so, I think this this upcoming year is going to be a lot of that of growing um, the career path and responsibility levels for employees who have proven that they are well up to the task. And a little bit of that is testing how to let go, how the process might work, what clients are responding to, um, what helps us get our work done efficiently and joyfully. So I think that's that's what's on our docket for 2022. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that grows. I'm looking forward to watching that happen. Oh my goodness. Well, we just have talented people, so we're lucky there. Thanks yeah. people, you guys are talented. Toot, toot. So I think the long and short here is it is what early November and the new year's right around the corner. You know, it's early November means it's almost February. Let's be honest. So this <laughs> is a great time to get those goals, get your dreaming in now, and then figure out those actionable things that you can do to get from dream to reality and who you need to brainstorm with or dream with or plan with to get it done. And or ask for mentorship from. That's true. That's a great one. So now is the time. I'm on it. You've inspired me. Want to contribute to our conversation? Reach out to us on social media at Easy Underground or head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. You know how if you read it on the internet, it must be true? Um, No. What are you talking about? Okay, there is so much misinformation on the internet that users must be savvy. That's right. Anything that even hints at misinformation can really hurt someone. And we feel strongly about the integrity around truth. Join us next time. Cheers.